Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Watch Dogs Radio, talking about sliding in here at the last minute. I'll tell you, I just got the computer fired up. Had a great morning. I was downtown, uh, downtown Atlanta at the National Conference of State Legislators. Uh, fortunately, we were uh, invited down there uh, from our good friends here at Youth Today. Down there, um, invited me to have a chance to talk to some great folks, state legislators from all over the country. Uh, are here in Atlanta right now talking about uh, how they're going to uh, best advance their states and and their um, their agendas, how they're going to do uh, some great work uh, on a national level being able to get together. And, of course, we wanted to get in there and talk to them about education, uh, something that's uh, very important, very close to our hearts. Um, so uh, that was a great opportunity for us. So I'd like to uh, thank the folks here at uh, Youth Today for uh, giving me and giving Watchdogs the opportunity um, to be down there, and we hope to do more of those kind of cooperation, uh, cooperation uh, efforts uh, in the future. Of course, hey, this is Keith Schumacher. I am here at the Youth Today studios at Kennesaw State University, and uh, we are live. You can call in and talk to us. We've got a couple of great guests today. Um, our call-in talk number is 215-383-3728. Of course, if you are a dog school and you are listening to us live, and you're about to relaunch your program, if you give me a call right now and we put you on the air, you're going to win a free Watchdogs uh, relaunch refresher kit. Uh, that's about a $200, a little under $200 value uh, to give you the opportunity to get your program going in your school again. And, uh, and that's a great opportunity. We want to, uh, one, one, encourage you to become a part of this program, uh, but we also want to make sure that uh, we have our schools out there and they are relaunching as we go into that new school year. So, uh, so give us a call. Check us out on the blog. I'm going to throw the chat line up here. Uh, let me get that fired up. Um, literally, I, I just came walking in here, breezing in. I've got James Swift sitting here with me uh, from Youth Today. Um, literally, uh, I got on the air and got ready to fly within seconds of, uh, of getting in the air. Um, but I want to talk to James, uh, one of the partners. You want to uh, come over here and sit where you might be able to get a little closer to the mic. Um, we uh, we have this great partnership with PTA. PTA just made this partnership with uh, with the NFL in the uh, back to sports program. And uh, I came in, and sat down, uh, opened up the latest edition of Youth Today uh, last week, and of course, front page, front and center, James Swift's article on uh, on sports and uh, and children and and some of the new things that are going on. So James, if you want to come, with, see if I can turn the microphone around here. Tell us a little bit about how that. Uh, article came together, how you guys decided that that, that was one of, something that you want to take on and, and some of the things you found out in your research. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be on the show. I, I had an idea for a story about youth concussions uh, in football uh, about a year ago, and we kind of put it on the back burner for a while, and Youth Today is a magnificent service. And each month, uh, and I believe the theme for last month was back to school, and of course, youth sports are a huge component of uh, the high school, middle school, and elementary school experience. So I decided to look at uh, youth football and the incidence of concussions uh, among youth football players, and I think the surprising thing there is there's really not a whole lot of research out there kind of looking at concussions and high-impact head injuries on the youth football level. There's quite a bit in high school and obviously at professional level, there's a lot of research going on. But as far as the effects, especially long-term on kids, we really don't know 
much of anything. There's no longitudinal studies out there, and we're just now coming to the point where there's uh, decent research out there on the subject. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the, uh, and, I, and I think I'm hitting the microphone here, um, who were some of the organizations you went to or looked at as far as research, what or research is being done, and, and what kind of things did you find out of you know, football? We're looking at soccer. We're looking at um, some of the other sports out there. Uh, just looking at sports on the high school level, one of the very interesting things that I uncovered is that, uh, you know, football is far and away the, the leader in terms of uh, students receiving high-impact head injuries. Uh, but soccer is a close second. And actually, among co-ed sports like soccer and basketball, uh, girls are actually likelier to have concussions than males. So that was uh, something kind of surprising that's not just a specifically, you know, male subject going on. In terms of people I spoke to, I spoke to a guy named Chris Project, who is uh, one of the operators at a football club in Chicago area called North Shore, and it's a an independent club which is has stricter requirements. They have a lot of really progressive things. Uh, one thing they do is they have a uh, baseline measurements for youth football players. So before even they begin playing, they have cognitive tests that go on. So in case there is a head injury, uh, you know, they have a reference point. You kind of see anything happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, the researchers I spoke to were Dr. Michael Collins from the University of Pittsburgh, and he recently conducted the first large-scale study of concussions in youth football. So it's kind of surprising that you know, it's been a heated you know, subject for quite so long, and mm -hmm. we're just now getting the first you know, reasonably large study of uh, that. And I also spoke to some researchers at Virginia Tech, namely Dr. Steve Rosen, who recently did another study looking at the high-magnitude head impacts that occur in youth football. And I guess the interesting thing about these two studies is, and once again, they're not measuring the same thing. One is measuring uh, concussions in youth football, and the other is measuring high-impact head uh, injuries, is that in the study I did from the University of Pittsburgh by Dr. Michael Collins, his uh, research kind of said that head injuries that result in concussions are likelier in games, whereas the Virginia Tech study by Dr. Gross said that high which make questions are actually likely in practice. Hmm. So we're having these two divergent sort of takes on, you know, what aspect is potentially more dangerous and likely to produce concussions? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, actual in-game football contact or during practice and drills and things like that? Well, certainly, and, and of course, your um, your practice is going to be your more frequency. I mean, they're hitting, you know, every day, five days a week out there um, in practice, where in the game they're they're putting more force into it, they're putting more effort into it because it's a less frequency. That, that's a real interesting uh, correlation there. It definitely is, and I think one of the really most contentious aspects of uh, concussion safety right now is what do you do in practice. It's sort of a, uh, it's a difficult thing to do uh, because if there are more injuries in practice, I think one of the things you'd probably look at is maybe cutting back mm -hmm. hours spent doing drills and training. Mm -hmm. However, I think something uh, Dr. Collins brought up was, you know, maybe there are more injuries in games than more time in practice. So it's a, but the most important thing I think you can kind of take away from both studies is, you know, there's just not enough research out there to kind of determine, you know, what are the best preventive measures out there. Sure, sure. And we're talking about kids here. I mean, you know, of mm -hmm. course, you know, I was on the team, but I was the tackling dummy. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was kind of, maybe, maybe that's what happened to me and, and, and why I'm a little nuts every once in a while. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great, um, research project, I mean, great ideas that we're working, that we're finally realizing these things. I mean, football is an American tradition over 100 years, 
But yet, you know, now we're finally realizing what's going on with these kids that maybe we didn't, you know, we didn't have the opportunities and the research to know what's going on. So that's awesome that uh, that, that we're able to do that. So uh, what's the, give us the name of the, the article again. Oh, I <laughs> horrible. I cannot I think of the top of my head. One page, current mm-hmm. edition of uh, Youth Today. Um, and if you know, what's the easy way to get to it is to go to? YouthToday.org. There you go. So, uh, hey, James, thank you. That's uh, James Swift. Uh, and what is your uh, your contributing? What, what is your official title? Uh, I'm just the uh, in-house reporter slash writer for Youth Today, and also our affiliate site, JuvenileJusticeInformationExchange.org. Cool, cool. Well, James, thank you so much for joining us today on Watchdogs Radio. I appreciate it. I always I always feel guilty. I run you out of the studio when I come in here on uh, on Tuesdays, but uh, I know this is a great great place to work in here. So uh, I appreciate it, and, and thanks again. Once again, if you want to see that article, go to YouthToday.org. And uh, and get a subscription to Youth Today. That's a great thing. And and uh, I mean, I've just seen so many things that we deal with in Watchdogs that are are coming up and and that are close correlations in Youth Today. So James, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. So uh, well, I have a caller on the line here, but I'll bet this guy probably got more renewal than he needs. Uh, who we got on the line from the four seven nine area code? Hey Keith, it's Chris. How are you? <laughs> good, good. How you doing, Chris? It's great to hear doing from you. Doing good, man. Cool. Well, uh, how's the weather out there at the mothership? Well, it is rainy and, and, and kind of humid, but uh, they said, hey, uh, after tonight with a shower moving in, we are to experience fall light temperatures. So, uh-huh. So I think we're supposed to wake up with like 50 degree weather uh, tomorrow morning or Thursday morning. So I can't wow. wait. Yeah, yeah, just a, a little bit of cool air, and and uh, I tell you, I'm getting to uh, where I'm excited about just uh, having the windows open in the evening, you know, and and just letting that cool breeze blow through. So uh, so we're looking forward to that here. You know, we're both in the South. We're just in different parts of the South. Huh? So so do you guys have cool air down in Georgia? We have been getting rain almost every day. Um, it's been hot. It's humid. It's, it's humidity. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it it really hasn't been bad. But we have uh, we have definitely made up for that drought that we had for a couple of years. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it, it's been really kind of interesting. So uh, so cool. You getting a lot of a lot of good phone calls. A lot of stories coming into the uh, to the mothership out there. Well, not as far as uh, stories, but uh, well, kind of. You know, uh, as as you know, we're in China, Keith. We have a program in China, mm-hmm. in yep. Shanghai, and we'll be launching another program in Shanghai uh, this school year. And oh, cool. as you know, okay. we have two in Mexico and one in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Okay. Well, right now, now, are we going to be uh, launching one in Beijing as well? That's a possibility for the cool. spring. Okay. But yeah. right now, wow. in my hands, I have an order. For Quebec, Canada. Oh wow! Okay, I guess so, I'm going to tell you so, about that. But go right ahead. Yeah, we. So uh, and so we are a, I should say, uh, but we are uh, getting with our fulfillment center and uh, FedEx to see about tariffs and taxes and how much it's going to cost to ship that that startup kit into Canada. So uh, and and the school's aware, and they said, okay, uh-huh. just take your time. We're no big hurry. And so we have, well, we'll know, be in course, Canada. I've been, I've been talking to somebody in Toronto, and just today um, I had a very nice conversation with a um, legislator from uh, Saskatchewan. 
So uh, so we're reaching out. We're you know not only hitting 47 states, and we got three more to get out there and put our foot in. But uh, but yeah, we're growing. Wow, Canada, that that's a beautiful country up there. And uh, I'll have to give Eric a ring. I want to get up there and do some uh, training. So uh, well, so, yes, well, tell you what, I'm ready to go. Since you're going to China, I think I'm going to have oh, Eric to pack China? me in his bags and let me okay. let me go to uh, you know go ice fishing with him. So that will work. All right. Well, Chris, uh, you got anything else? I've got our uh, our call-in guest on the line here, uh, about ready to get, well, uh, jump on here. So you got. I do have else one thing to mention, Keith. Uh, as you know, we are gearing up and uh, for the fall. And uh, last week, you know, uh, you know, this during last week, Monday through Friday, we processed forty new uh, startup kit orders. Oh wow! So we now have like we're very close to five hundred schools in pre-launch. So wow, we added 40, 40 schools, schools that are that are excited to get their kit and excited to kick off their watchdogs program. That's that is amazing. That is awesome. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, some of the it was funny because I spoke to a legislator today from Hawaii, and uh, I mentioned to her about the program, and she hadn't really heard about the program. But when I mentioned Miss Jefferson, Oh, I know that's cool, and I'm like, go there, learn about the Watchdogs program, and we'll spread it throughout the state. So, uh, so that is awesome. Well, um, one of uh, through the history of Watchdogs Radio, one of our most popular uh, downloaded podcasts was the the episode that we did with Corey Whitmer of uh, Better Dad Podcast. So um, he obviously has a great following. I don't know if people chasing him for his autograph or or, uh, or what's going on. Well, uh, I decided that since we were so successful with that, and we really do kind of the same thing, we're working with dads, we're working with getting people together. Um, I reached out to his partner, Andy Lehman, and Andy is with us on the line today. Andy, welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. Well, thanks. It's good to be here, Keith. Oh, it is great to be here. You know, these guys actually reached out to us first. And uh, and had me on as a guest on Better Dad podcast, and uh, and that was a great opportunity for us. Uh, and I think uh, it was really nice to be able to return the favor. So uh, so Andy, can you give us kind of a, a feel about where Better Dad is now, and 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 kind of I guess how you guys got started? Sure. Well, I'll go ahead and start with how we got started. Uh, okay. Corey and I are cousins. Corey and I are cousins, and we both have kids, uh, three kids, and we're about the same, our kids are about the same age. And I came to him one night, I'm, I've done a couple of different podcasts before, and I came to him one night and said, hey, Corey, you know what we really need to do is let's do a podcast for dads, um, you know, and not just coming from the fact, you know, not saying that we're better than them, but saying, you know, let's start this journey together and try to be a better dad. You know, it, anyone can be a dad, anyone could be a, a, a parent, but it takes somebody special and some intentionality to be better at that and to be more involved in your kids' lives. And so we started this podcast out, um, and we we just are with our goal of being better dads and learning and with going on this journey and learning as hosts, you know, from doing research on it and being more intentional with that and then hearing feedback from our listeners and things like that. And so that's really where we got started. Cool. So what kind of feedback are you getting from your listeners? Uh, very, very good. You know, it's 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 been incredible to hear people. You know, we we have different podcasts, and uh, we talk about different topics every time. And uh, it's interesting to hear, you know, because we kind of go about it with the, from the side of, 
you know, we're Christians and we're dads, and this is how we parent. And mm-hmm. um, it's interesting to hear the feedback from different parents, um, too, you know, if they, if they do something a little bit different or um, if, if they've got a little bit different ideas. It's been cool to hear how people are doing their parenting different and what works, has worked for them and, and things like that. Wow, that, that's awesome. So what uh, you know, one of the things I had asked uh, was to have kind of a feeling about the, the number of downloads you have or, or exactly where you're standing as far as numbers-wise for your podcast. Sure. Uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting uh, between about two to three hundred downloads uh, per episode. So we're still uh-huh. we're still out there starting. We don't do um, we'd like to do more frequent episodes. Um, right now, we're mm-hmm. trying to we are aiming for uh, every other Monday. But uh, over the summer, it's been pretty tough as Corey is just sure. finishing up his schooling and um, with the kids home and uh, you know stuff like that. It's been pretty tough for us to find time to get together and actually do the recording, but uh, that's our goal is to do uh, release an episode every other Monday. Wow. And, you know, you guys kind of inspired me, and, uh, of course, our podcast is a little bit different because we're doing it live and mm-hmm. uh, and, and on a regular schedule, so it is, uh, it's an interesting challenge, and, and I certainly, uh, you know, have uh, an idea of what, what you guys have been trying to get things scheduled and, uh, you know, and moving forward, so... Uh, I tell you, at least on our end, man, it has been a lot of fun. And uh, and and just as you see those numbers grow, and you realize people are are actually listening to what you're talking about. You know, even if it's just a couple of guys, you know, sitting around talking about, you know, how can I be a better dad? How can I um, mm-hmm. reach out more? Um, people want to listen. I mean, podcast is really the way to go. It's the it's the new media. Um, you know, people right. are getting their information from podcasts. Right, and I've always said that even if there's three listeners or five listeners, that's you know that for me that's enough because that's really what we're doing is we're trying to just challenge dads to be better dads. And so even if we only have two or three people that are trying to be better dads, that's great, and we we love that. Mm -hmm. That's great, and uh, you know, kind of a similar story. Uh, You know, our average school. Uh, and he has about uh, 85 dads that would take off one full day. And, and we're seeing a lot of uh, high schools start the program. And I tell high schools, hey, you know, if you can get 20 dads uh, to take off 10, to take off in the first semester and 10 to take off in that second semester and come to school, that's probably 20 more dads than you had than last year. Mm-hmm. And every educator's like, hey, you're right. You know, we didn't have a single dad up here for a positive reason last year except – when they had to come up here to, to pick up their son or daughter, you know, to be disciplined. So right. uh, that's the right attitude to have. Exactly. So, well, and, the, you know, the the other thing, you know, as far as looking at, at our program is we want to reach out. Uh, we want to reach out on Facebook. We want to reach out on this program to give people that have been running the program uh, an idea to come back to us, to get some new ideas, to be able to call up and ask a question. If you want to, uh, you know, use this as, a, as an opportunity to do that. And I'm going to pass that phone number here one more time. It's uh, 215-383-3278. 215-383-3278. You can give us a call and uh, and ask either myself or Chris or Andy a question. Hopefully we got a lot of Andy uh, fans out here. They're going to be chasing you down for uh, for an autograph here uh, before the show is over. <laughs> so, uh, so anyhow. So, uh, so what are some of the things that uh, – uh, stories like, you know, do you have guys call up and say, you know, hey, I listened to your story or I listened to your show 
and you know you gave me this idea and I went out and tried this or I went out and did this or anything like that? Yeah, we we have uh, a handful of people. We don't, uh, a lot of our people since we aren't live aren't aren't calling in. So sometimes we'll give we get feedback uh, either via email or uh, via our voicemail line. And a lot of times it is, you know, either, hey, I resonate with this. This is what I've tried, um, you know, or, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad who who does this. I can't, you know, and, and so it kind of gives us feedback as far as what we're we're doing. And so, yeah, it's, it's been definitely good to hear. That's one of the things that I really enjoy um, is not just when me and Corey can have a discussion between ourselves, which we do like doing right. that, uh, but when we get the feedback as far as when we hear, we get a chance to hear, you know, what we've said has affected you know, our listeners or, you know, or what we've said has offended our listeners. We've had a couple of times where that's definitely happened where, you know, stuff that we've said uh, didn't exactly resonate well with our listeners. So, um, and we kindly reply with, you know, this is, we're just trying to show you, you know, guys how we're living and how we're trying to be better dads and, and we respect your feedback and, you know, thank you for, for letting us know. Cool. Cool. Well, um, the uh, of course the why don't you give us the uh, how if somebody's listening to Watch Dogs Radio today and they wanted to go back and listen to some podcasts uh, let me let you go ahead and give your web page how to show to them sure uh, people can listen to our show at betterdadpodcast.com uh, and all of our show notes and all of our audio is right there on betterdadpodcast.com um, our voicemail line and everything is up there too so you can. Give us a call if you uh, want to leave some feedback for us. Well, great, great. And uh, now, of course, you are in. Uh, make sure I'm correct. You're in Goshen, Indiana. Is that right? That's that's correct. Yes. Right, and and of course, a proud dad. Let's uh, tell us about your kids. We always want to make sure the dads get a chance to brag about their kids while they're on the show. <laughs> sure thing. Sure. Uh, I've got uh, three kids total. I've got uh, two boys. My oldest is eight. Uh, I'm sorry, seven. My uh, middle is five, and my youngest is a daughter, and she's three. And uh, it's been interesting, you know, because I, when I first had my boys, it kind of came natural to me, you know, because I'm a boy. I kind of know it. To, uh-huh. you know, I don't want to say come natural, because you know, it's, I've never raised kids before that. But uh, when it came to my daughter, it was a completely different world. Uh, I just had to kind of learn about <laughs> about girls and things like that. So it was definitely interesting. But uh, they're yeah. really good kids, and they love they love hanging out and being outside. And so that makes it a lot of fun because they're as a family, me and my wife are, you know, outdoors people too. And so we love being outdoors and it's nice that the kids love that too. And just to get a chance mm-hmm. to, you know, hang out outside and experiment and, you know, do all sorts of fun stuff that little boys and girls love to do. Sure. And, um, I know, uh, you had mentioned camping. I've heard you, uh, mention that in your program, uh, as well. Now is your oldest son, you say he's, uh, uh, how old is he now? He's seven. He's seven, so is he what? Uh, first grade, second grade this year? Yeah, he he's gonna be in uh, second grade this year. We're, we we've homeschooled our kids. We made the choice to do that, and so mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Okay, so you're a white dog dad all the time in Europe. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So cool. All right. Well, uh, well, Chris, have you got any other questions for uh, for Andy? No, no, not at this time. I appreciate you coming on and keep up the great work. That you guys are doing. We appreciate it. Sure, thanks. Well, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. You know, I of course realized uh, you know you had some time away from work to be with us, and we appreciate it. And, and, and please tell your boss thank you uh, for uh, for giving us this little bit of time to uh, to share your view of uh, how to be a better dad. 
uh, folks, if you want to check them out, go to betterdadpodcast.com and uh, and check them out. And uh, we can uh, I'm sure we'll probably be back and forth uh, working together with these guys. They're doing some great work. Just giving guys some ideas, some opportunities to uh, to just be a better dad, and in general, make the whole world a better place when we do that. So, Andy, thanks right. uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks for having me today. Great. Well, uh, well, Chris, let's see uh, what's up on the. You, have you got the uh, travel schedule? I know Eric is busy today, and uh, usually he's pretty up to date. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to: I am uh, heading off to Pensacola, Florida, here uh, on the uh, 24th to speak to the Escambia County PTA Council, or uh, I believe it's Escambia County Council of PTAs. So we're going to be able to get a, a, a little more of a foothold down there in Escambia County in the panhandle of Florida. Um, really looking forward to that. That's some beautiful country. Uh, Chris, have you ever been down to the to the uh, the Gulf Coast of Florida? I, I haven't. I've been close. I've uh, uh, been, been to Gulf Shores for baseball a couple of times for some uh, travel ball tournaments, but never never into the uh, panhandle of Florida or, or yeah. the Gulf Coast. It, it's certainly beautiful down there. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we used to go to uh, Santa Rosa Beach quite a bit, uh, and it's just, uh, you know, it's beautiful. Of course, I spent, you know, seven years on the Atlantic, so I'm used to looking out at the, you know, the Atlantic, the, the beautiful but somewhat brown water. Uh, but then when you get down to the Gulf Coast and you see that, uh, you know, that, that beautiful mm-hmm. blue water, um, it, it's amazing. Uh, you know, and, of course, I uh, don't get a chance to do it as much as I'd like, but uh, you know, of course, I'm a diver, so uh, I get a chance to uh, to get down there. Um, I do want to talk about um, last week. Had some friends over here at Clark Creek Elementary. It's uh, it's actually Clark Creek STEM Academy um, over in. It's an Ackworth address, but it's a Cherokee County school. And I had the opportunity on Tuesday to go over there and do their uh, Watchdogs launch event. A uh, lot of fun, a uh, lot of uh, good chance to talk to some guys and just open their eyes to what uh, you know what it is to be um, an engaged dad. And and all it takes is take one day off from work. Uh, you know, use your annual leave day, use your uh, pe- uh, paid time off day, whatever it is, um, to be able to go and spend it with their kids. So it was amazing to hear some of the comments the guys come afterwards. Um, you know, some really good stuff. Um, got a couple of other things coming up this uh, this week. Uh, Eric is not this week, but I'm sorry, later this month. Eric is going to be heading up to Nashville, Tennessee for the uh, Nashville Metro Schools Director Parent Advisory Council. So if you're in the Nashville area, uh, keep an eye out for that. You can get your watchdogs training there. And then uh, kind of a little tradition, uh, I know um, Eric and, and I both, you know, we tried. It, it's hard to hit. Um, a lot of pizza nights, but I know uh, Eric is going to be in uh, Neosha, Missouri, uh, for uh, Benton Elementary School. So we're looking at a lot of a lot of good stuff, a lot of good things coming up. I'm uh, I'm really excited about the uh, opportunities to be growing into uh, Canada and into uh, China, Mexico. Um, I actually spoke to a guy today, Chris from uh, uh, from Nigeria. Um, really? So maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll speak over there. Has an office in uh, South Africa, but it would be uh, great to see Watchdogs grow in a, a nation or worldwide, really, 
So, uh, you know, some, just some great, great stuff going on. Well, uh, well, Chris, we're winding down. We've got less than two minutes. So what, could, uh, what do we want to say in that, uh, as we uh, spiral down in those last two minutes here? Well, you know, Keith, like you said, you know, if if you uh, if you don't if you're not a watchdog school, there's a reason why you're not a watchdog school. So, you know, call our office, you know, eight 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 five four zero three six four seven. Our office hours are nine to six, uh, Monday through Friday Eastern time zone. But give us a call, or go to our website at fathers.com/watchdogs. And just click on In the News and read some articles, uh, watch some videos, and, uh, you know, uh, we're doing some amazing things. And it's not what we're doing. It's what these dads are doing, Keith, what these dads are doing for these schools and for these kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, next week, speaking of for the kids, our guest is going to be um, Michelle Snyder from... Parent Heart Watch, and Parent Heart Watch is a group that is working with schools to bring uh, semi-automated defibrillators to schools. Uh, it's got some great stories. Uh, personally, I've got some interesting stories, um, and also I'm hoping to get uh, my good friend Steve Helton from Cambridge, Ohio, who took the Watchdogs program and used it to train people in CPR so that when the guys are in the school, um, if there is an emergency, they can be a part of that program, the uh, first responder program. So, uh, once again, as we wind up, thank you for joining us. Just remember, the only schools that don't have a watchdog program are the ones that don't know enough about it. See you next week. Watchdogs Radio.